0: You're listening to Authentic You, part of the Jesus Culture Podcast Network.
1: Well, hello and welcome to Authentic You. This is CJ Leapshure. I'm here with Erica Meiberg. Hello, hello. And it is after Christmas and we've survived. Yeah. It's quite a bit after Christmas (laughs) because we kept having to cancel because the first one I was sick. And Erica said, my voice didn't sound nice for you all. <laughs> She's very nice like that. No, you were coughing
0: your brains out. You
1: actually still are coughing your brains out. And But I was going to press through for you all. Oh,
0: you know what? And then I got a and, cold.
1: And then you got a cold. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> so we had to cancel twice. Yes, but here so we are. Here
0: we are. It is the 2nd or 3rd week of January. Who's counting? And who's counting? I don't know where we are at, but... well. These days in California, we just go like, well, is it raining this week or is it not? It's been one of those. Yes. That's where we are at. And of course, my very intimate relationship with my leaf blower. It's (laughs) gone to a new level (laughs) with all the rain and all the things. One Um, of my
1: favorite things about Erica, I'm sorry, I'm going to expose you here, um, is she says things definitively. And so when I first was friends with her, I... And one that I have a hard time changing my mind if I've said something definitively. Well, if you meet Erica, hmm. she says things definitively and changes her mind all the yes, time. Yes,
0: it is my right as an American citizen <laughs> to change well, my you, mind.
1: Well, you also did that when you were a South African citizen. That's true. <laughs> As a
0: human on the planet.
1: (laughs) It was like so mind-blowing for me to like... Because she says it with this conviction of like... I'm like, you're right. And me being her best friend, I'm like, I will stand with you. But
0: what are you talking about? What did I change my mind?
1: Well, leaf-blowing. We did have lots of conversations about my husband's addiction to (laughs) leaf-blowing. And how he blows in the the rain and in the storm. And now you... Love your leaf blower.
0: I really do. <laughs> I love that and my barbell
1: yes. so much. So yes. much. I, I understand. I feel that way about my blanket. There so. <laughs> <laughs> you go. And your dogs. And my dogs. I don't love mine like that. We. So I'll share a little uh, because I have a new blanket because my old blanket <laughs> went through a, a trauma and... <laughs> So we had Christmas. I've been sick. I can't describe to you. I think I've had almost every sickness you can have, except for something that you can test for. I just am sick. I go to the doctor. They're like, oh, I don't know. It's just a virus. It feels like six months. It's awful. Awful. Anyway, so it's Christmas Day. My ear plugged up Christmas Eve. That was special. (laughs) So I spent Christmas Eve with olive oil in my ear. I'm like, what is going on with me? But Christmas Day, I make it through... And we have to leave the day after Christmas at 4.30 in the morning. Lake is supposed to have a flight to L.A. So I'm up. We're getting ready to go. Boys are at my house that I have to drive to the airport. I get a call at 4 a.m. The coach says, flights are canceled. I need you to organize rides for 14 boys. Oh, Perfect. <laughs> It's 4 a.m. That's always when people volunteer to drive high school boys to L.A. They have a game at 4 in the afternoon. This will be a piece of cake. Well, by 5.30, we are on the road. The parents actually were awesome, and we're we're great. So we're driving down, two hours in, Lake, we stop at Starbucks, and he's texting me, and he's like, Mom, I don't feel very good. Mm. And I'm like, what? Lake doesn't throw up. So I'm not worried about this. Mm -hmm. So I start driving. Bannon gets in the backseat. And Lake's discussing with me how he feels. And I'm like, you should just try to throw up. He's like, how do I do that, Mom? I was like, oh, my gosh. How do you explain to a 17-year-old how to throw up? All that to say, he looks at me and he goes, you should pull over. Before I can get over, he vomits all over the car. All over the car. (sighs) The door, the front part, what's that called? The dashboard. dashboard. Yeah. I mean puke. And he had here's the saddest part. He had my favorite blanket on his lap. <gasps> and it had this special fur. It felt like a a golden doodle with tight curly hair was on one side of it. It is so gross. And he filled it with vomit. Aww. So then Banning and I are on the side of the road and there's my favorite blanket laying in the mud, covered in vomit. I was way more just worried. just left, left it there. No, Banny wouldn't let me leave it on the side no. of the road. He put it back in the car and we took it to a trash can. Oh. He's like, we cannot leave what this on the side of the road. I'm
0: really? It smells
1: so bad. We had four high school boys in the car. That we rammed all the vomit stuff back in. Lake was stripped to his underwear on the side of I 5. I've never seen so much vomit in my life. The lady behind us was following us, another mom, and she said things were just flying out of the car. Banning and I were just <laughs> heaving things onto the dirt side. Anyway, so that was the end of my blanket. Yeah. And I immediately texted Sarah, who had made that blanket, and basically manipulated her to make me another blanket. I didn't- and she did. She did. And I love my new Aww. blanket. And I've now measured it by love. I love it more than my chickens, but less than Dash.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was just sitting here as you're talking about the, the vomit because uh-huh. I forget. See, I, I just put stuff out of my mind yeah. that I had Emma, my yes. youngest. Who also, like, what, two weeks ago? Oh, my gosh. When yes. we had the, had the massive storm and our power came out, she came home after um, hanging out with a friend, straight up to her room. And she was like gone in her room for hours. And I finally like, where is Emma? She came out. She's like, oh, I don't feel good. I had in and out. And (laughs) long story short, by 7 o'clock, I was sitting next to her. And she's hanging over the bathtub. And I'm at this like red hair, <laughs> holding it back as she's puking in the bathtub. And, you know, it just slides down oh. to the drain. And I'm like, obviously gagging next oh, absolutely. to her. And I'm just like, what? what is the white pieces like? Oh. Is it,
1: what yes, is yes. it?
0: And the smell. And so that was the start of Basically twenty-four hours, so we slept downstairs. Without power too. With no power. And all I hear is our stupid little dog <laughs> um, that climbs out of his bed upstairs in the in the office, and then his nails go like tick, yep. tick, 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 and then I'm basically yelling the whole night, Ranger, <laughs> go back to bed. And then and then I sleep like, I think, for two and a half minutes. Yes. And then Emma is like, Ugh! and oh. then I jump with the, the ball and then go to the toilet, dump it all, back on the couch, Ranger, go back to bed. Because he's just, a you know, oh, up yeah. and down the stairs. No. And it was wonderful. When
1: power goes out, I feel like the worst Christian in the world because I somehow feel like I can't go on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my level of sacrifice. (sighs) I know. If the lights can't turn on and I can't watch TV or cook the way I want to, I am. um, I am slightly concerned too, but I'm also
0: deeply grateful in the midst of the trauma of not having electricity that I am alive (laughs) in such a time as this. (laughs) I can't didn't put me in the dark ages
1: <laughs> and all the things because I really... <laughs> it takes me back to eighth grade. Did you ever watch those movies that's about the end times where the people get sucked up to heaven uh, and then uh. the people that are left, left behind, the left behind? I read the books. I read the books. Okay. So in eighth grade, there was a movie and I've been saved at this point since I was four mm-hmm. and I was serious about being saved. Well, in eighth grade, we watched this movie. The good Christians get sucked up to heaven and the rest of us are left because I immediately put myself in the rest of us pile. I
0: somehow, I read the
1: books and that somehow I didn't make it Well, to heaven either. Yes, and then the whole movie is about if you don't profess Jesus, yeah. they're going to cut your head off at yeah. the guillotine. And I just sat there like convicted for my entire eighth grade year that I probably— what? Oh, no,
0: I was absolutely going to um, confess that Jesus is Lord and lose my head
1: when so, I read the books. I was like watching the movie. I'm like, get it gonna... out. <laughs> and then when I see how I can't handle no electricity for like 40 minutes, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's been 20 minutes and I can't turn my light on. I need to well, move to another country.
0: Yes, I was going to be Jonah Arc burned at the stake really quickly because I was going to still have my short hair and that's not going to work in the dark ages. And so all those things, I'm just very, very, very grateful.
1: Well, you know me, I think I'm tough. But you're not. I know. I know. I think that I could kill somebody who's trying to kill my family. But then the thought of being faced with the guillotine, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I will be a loser It goes to the dark side. I don't think so. You'll You'll be okay. You think so? No, you you won't. Well, hopefully I'll be sucked up first if that happens. That
0: is true, though. See, that's the thing where I feel like you're going first and I'm staying behind. (laughs) That's the problem here is that I'm going to be left alone. Um, Let's talk about, um, I was thinking... The last time we were on here, I think it was before Christmas, and Mm -hmm. we were all excited about, oh, my gosh, our children is going to come home Mm. and we're going to all be together. Oh, my gosh. Let's just say after a week with my three (laughs) young adult children in the house over Christmas, I bought a parenting book, (laughs) literally, literally of how to do life with my young adults because halfway through that week where this is the happiest time of the year, apparently, I was wishing silently and guiltily <laughs> that my oldest would go back home and work would start up and all the things, you know, and you feel so guilty. And I'm like, I love my children. How is your parenting things? I have to confess that I've read <laughs> two pages. <laughs> Yeah, something about keep the welcome mat out. I'm like, so I haven't learned a lot of new things. Yes, yes. But I'm going to, and I'm going to be an awesome parent again. Yes, yes. But we, it was, it was rough. What was hard? They are just so blooming smart, (laughs) but so dumb. You know yes. what I mean?
1: They think they know everything.
0: Yes, and and I think actually this was we actually had a moment in all the like oh my gosh I'm so irritated and Renier and I constantly went on Dad and I are going on a coffee date and <laughs> uh, we would just leave like go, <laughs> go get coffee go to the store and they are happy they're happy to mess around with each other, and there's all these big bodies in the house and the stupid dogs that get all riled up, and it's literally just turning my my little world upside down. It's all about me, okay? I am not thinking here, you know, that I am all grand. But uh, me and my youngest um, had a doozy of a fight. The two of us are pretty alike. Pretty similar, yeah. We're pretty similar. So we um, can handle a two-minute screaming fight and then... I storm away, she storms away, and then I go back, you know. So mm-hmm. one of my going back and finding her in her room where she was quietly crying, you know, mm-hmm. I just went in there. She does not really like to be hugged, and I literally hugged mm-hmm. her until she relaxed in my arms and whatever, hugged her, and then we just started talking, you know, and it was actually actually a really t- a turning point for us, but... Also, a uh, self-realization. Now, obviously, we are talking here. You and I are friends. We mm-hmm. have kids same age, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. for our listeners, you know, this is just where we are at yes. in life right now yes. with how to parent and do life with young adults. And I just had to sit and tell her and that, listen, I don't know how to do this right now. I'm finding myself in this spot where we made it to here. There's a future that I see for us as we getting, slowly we getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see grandkids and all these things and I see a future for them, you know, obviously they am getting married and having kids and all this thing. But I don't know what I am doing right now as a parent of a young adult and it confuses me a little bit, and it did confuse me a little, and we're getting better, and this is all I'm sharing this with Mm -hmm, her, mm because I said, love, I realize that you don't need me the way you did when you were younger, Yeah. and what I did then isn't working right now to mother the heck out of you, to say the things I used to say, to like it's not working, Mm -hmm. and it is frustrating for you, and it's frustrating for me, but I have to confess I don't know Yet me and dad are trying hard, but we are learning and I need your help. Yeah. I was basically, I, I told him, once you're through these emotions and thing, I actually want to um, and connect with each kid individual and hear from them. Like, tell me what do you think you need from us right now? Yeah. So me and dad, because it's also different a little bit because, you know, we've talked about the fact that when I was... Young, I finished high school and I left, and I never went back home mm. to live with my parents again. So they had this great gift that they don't know <laughs> about because they missed out on almost stupid, yes, the stupid know things it all we years. did. Yes, the know I, it all years. They didn't see it. I oh. I did it with other people, but it's a bit different having young adults in our home and we are very connected with even the one who lives um, away from home Mm -hmm. we are anyway so we get to witness all these things we get to be with them and somewhere in there I'm like I just want to yell, this is my house, my rules. And I'm like, that sounds stupid. And then I, uh, you know, and then I'm like, I want to build in a way that I, I want my kids to come to us for strength. Yes. And how does this look? You know, mm-hmm. so major moment right there of super vulnerability. And she had one thing that she, she shared, you know, in that moment, but she's like, okay, I'll think about it because I was like, we want to do good, but. I'm having to, me and dad are having to learn right now because we don't quite know how to do it, but I actually need your help because you can tell me where you're at right now, what you think you need from us, and I will happily be there. But I, you know, Um, and she said that she would like to hear, and we think we do this as parents. I thought I'm like awesome at this, and I'm not. Like, she just wants to hear when we see her do better, and, and acknowledge that in the midst of the, the the stuff that she knows she has to grow mm-hmm, in. And, mm-hmm. and we, you know, if we could encourage her and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I'm i sorry. I This is where we think you're fantastic all the right, time. Right. But I am not aware that I'm not necessarily saying it or pointing it out. And, you know, so it's pretty tender, pretty vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can laugh about it now, but it was so intense It was and, not fun then it wasn't but it's also like realizing you know here we are we have and our kids are really awesome Mm -hmm. I am so proud of them I love their journeys they are so far ahead from where we were at Mm -hmm. that age but realizing it's the ever well the never-ending um growth growth set in front of us and me and Rainier as parents like we have to learn I actually have to get a book Yes, and read about it because other people have done this before me, and I Mm -hmm. want to do it well. And you know, this is not—it doesn't come natural necessarily to do the right thing. I think I um, instinctively do the wrong wrong thing in life, basically in every part of my life. (laughs) So that's why I need the Bible. Not I need the Lord. I need, (laughs) but I mean, you know. So for me, it's like it would be instinctively. I want to continue to. Parent them the yeah. way I did when they yeah. were five years ago and they, their needs are changing and I, I need to learn.
1: And, and every so, home is yeah. so different because yes. banning probably feels more what you would feel frustration-wise within the home where I have a lot more grace for a level of chaos in my home. Yeah, But you can't have the same home I do. For your kids, and that's okay, and I can't have the same home you have, you know, like. um, But that's also a growth thing. Like I remember, um, for me, I used to come home. Banning and I had our first kid really young, so you know, we're twenty-two, we have no idea what we're doing, and my parents would we would drive down three hours and come stay one weekend a month, and we would come down, and I mean, they would get us whatever food we wanted. They We never had to clean up after ourselves. And it was like the greatest gift ever to me because yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I had this baby and my stepmom would take her in the mornings from 5 o'clock on and I would get this like sweet sleep from like 5 to 8 that was like the greatest gift of my life. But at the same time, my parents had... um my stepmom's brother living with them. Mm-hmm. And she, the his wife was mortified because we didn't clean up after ourselves. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it is disrespectful. You need to take care of your parents' home. Be- my girls, when they come to stay with me, they change the bedding when they leave. So I go to my parents and I'm like, do you guys need us to do this different? Yeah. Like, do you need us to clean up? But, you know, and But it was a huge learning curve for me because my parents were like, no, no, this is something we love to do for you. You come, we feed you, you leave a mess, we clean up when you're gone. But they didn't have the same grace, my my aunt and uncle, and it was fine. Their kids felt loved making the bed, cleaning up after themselves. They would do all their own laundry so that when they left, their mom had nothing to do. Mm -hmm. It was like they hadn't been there. That wasn't my parents. I remember watching that and thinking, I wonder what I'll be like. Yeah. Because I don't know. I'm not there yet. I don't know. My kids yeah. never leave. My kids never leave. <laughs> they, I have one that leaves. They talk about leaving. Yeah, Mine left for two years. She's back. Now she started <laughs> nursing school. That's another two and a half years. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. But there is a level of chaos with adults in the house. Yes. And I still have a high schooler who's a boy who has lots of friends. So now I have two adult girls and a buttload of teenage boys in the house. And Banning's like, why is the house so a mess? I'm all, um, I could point to about 15 reasons. They're all standing in the living room right now. (laughs) So I don't know what you're going to do. To me, those two, watching how my family dealt with that and the love I felt, but I don't feel like my, I guess they would have been my cousins, felt any less loved by their mom that made them wash the laundry, make the bed, clean up after themselves. You know, so it just looks like what you set, but it's, you have to figure out what you need as a parent, mm-hmm. as the kids are in the house. And, well, yeah.
0: yes. I mean, we do, but it's not like, they're like, oh my gosh, yes, mom. Oh Because yes. my son comes home, and this is the weirdest thing. He is so loved that the moment he walks in the door, me, I find myself, and I have no control over it, <laughs> just start um, feeding him. Yes, yes. And I will not make um, lunch for my husband anymore. Those years has passed. Like I'm like, you're on your own. Or look at the girls. The girls take care of themselves when Ruben comes, I'm like, oh, my gosh, are you yeah. hungry? Should I make you two or three toasted sandwiches? Yes. And, so, and he loves it. He lays on the couch, and then I'm like, and he says he loves being home because he never gets to relax like this because they work pretty hard. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's awesome. And then I say one thing about his hair. I always <laughs> want him to cut his hair. <laughs> and then he has a smarmy response. And I'm like, I need you to leave. I need you to go back home (laughs) or I'm like, um, the dog, he loves the dog and the dog loves him. So we have a very controlled life, you know? Yes. The moment he steps in the door, it's out the back door. It's just like, and I'm like, I'm just trying to be okay And I feel myself lose it three days in. And I'm like, and then you feel bad. And Mm -hmm. now I have a parenting book. (laughs) This is where we are right now. But it's just, it's not big things. It's just learning. Yes. I want to be better and I want to, you know, just find that middle way. And I want to grow and and be the parent that in the end, when we make it through these years, mm -hmm. in a sense, and they have their own families and all the things like our focus is to be the kind of parents that our kids would come to for strength when they need it. And they do it now and all the things, but obviously we're thinking ahead, which Mm -hmm. just means that, man, we never get off this path of growth. Like we have said it in our hearts that we're always going to grow. It's just Mm -hmm. fascinating for me when it it hits you and what brings it up. Mm -hmm. You know, what stirs it up. You... You think, oh, my gosh, I'm great. Let's relax a little bit. No way. The power yeah. gets
1: out. The kid vomits.
0: And then the kids come home for Christmas. It's like, it's oh, all... my gosh. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I do give myself hope because I remember having the realization, though, as a kid, like, it wasn't all on my parents to grow either. Like, yeah. like, for me, it was a huge moment when I watched my aunt think I was the rudest child. And I was like, Really? I don't feel like I'm being rude, but it made me stop and look and yeah. go, am I? Do I need to grow in this? Do I need to do this better? And how to come, you know, like, so I'm like, my children one day will have a light turn on and think, am I a rude child? Yes. You think? Um, well,
0: yes, amen. We declare that over our children right now. In Jesus' name.
1: I, um, I thought of another story really quick that I want to share because it really gives you insight into my messed up mind. Oh, okay. Yes. So I, um, it was our anniversary why we were down there with Mr. Pukey Pants. Mm-hmm. And the hotel that we were in with the team ended up being the nastiest hotel there ever was. It was so gross. Like they would run out of towels and they'd be like, I'm sorry, we're washing towels right now. Like, that's how few towels they had. How do you not have another that's so towel? strange. And the towels were like... Anyway, it was just not a very nice hotel to be there for a week. So, Banning and I's 25th wedding anniversary was the 27th of December. So, Lake puked his brains out on the 26th. <laughs> the 27th, I drugged him up for a game with DayQuil. I mean, he took a shot at halftime. Like, we just had him... He did his best to play for his team... On the 27th, and then we come home, and my husband pukes his brains out on our anniversary. Well, that night, (laughs) I'm in a different hotel at this point because of all the puking going on, and my daughter decided to drive down to join us, and I'm not feeling well, but I don't want to tell my adult daughter because (laughs) she can't handle the thought of being sick. That will then, oh, I can't describe what will happen. Yeah. It's not a pretty sight. It's painful. So I lay there for the entire night not allowing myself to vomit. I wouldn't move a position because if I wiggled, you know, you could feel it start to rise up. Well, in the few hours that I did sleep, I just kept dreaming that I was winning trophies at the basketball game for not throwing up.
0: (laughs) Wow!
1: And I woke up, and I you thought you have
0: a strong, strong mind. Let me tell you, I ya,
1: was all turning so many times in that night because you were winning I, at not puking not up.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. I know, and this is why there is that distinct possibility that I'm going to be left behind, and you. I'm just going to have your clothes next to me. <laughs> I am going to be the one who has to really confess. You're going to have
1: to f- get your head cut off. Oh. By the guillotine. <laughs> and I, the Lord's gonna go, I'm gonna take her because she thinks she'll be strong. <laughs> <laughs> but the poor thing. She's good at not throwing up, but <laughs> the guillotine. I don't know why. I can still picture the head rolling into the basket. You know what?
0: I didn't watch that movie, but I read the books. And I mean, that whole scene, yeah. description, it's like, it's in my brain. I mean, I know exactly what you're I talking about. I read the books,
1: and the books. Didn't scare me as bad. They kind of filled me with like, um, like, yeah, I could do this. But the movies are so sad and not done well. Which is why I didn't watch. (laughs) Like you know, it's eighth grade. So how long ago was that? So the hair of the person doesn't look like real hair that falls into the basket. Like you just. Oh my gosh! Okay, let's just. Yeah, it's not not a good thing. It's not. Yes, they shouldn't make eighth graders. I've accepted Jesus about. A million times after that movie.
0: I do think we should do this before the podcast is over. Just make sure.
1: <laughs> I was one of those kids that spent a lot of time in the bathroom accepting Jesus during my <laughs> eighth grade year <laughs> just to make sure I was saved. Um, I, I have another confession before <gasps> we go. Oh, my gosh. So we, our church is doing a 21-day fast. Right. So I was like, I mean, if we're honest— A lot of us use it to reset after the holidays. basically our diets. Our bad eating. It's like, okay, we're going to get back in line. So I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to fast? And I just did not. You know, I actually went to the Lord, not my own decision-making. And I totally felt like he talked to me about my games on my phone. Yeah. This is the hardest fast I've ever done in my life. Have you not played a game? No. That's amazing. It is so hard, and it makes me realize... My games are my happy escape, and now I have to go to Jesus. It's been really good for me and the Lord, in my growth of my relationship. Well, And I am like, but oh my gosh. I mean, I have, sacrificed, I have fasted sweets. I've fasted lots of food before. Nothing is as hard as the games on my phone. Well, this is the thing. And here
0: is another example why I'm going to have to fight the fight because— <laughs> I probably, obviously, maybe didn't hear from the Lord and decided like everybody else, you know, we're going to do that, you know, yeah. eat like a normal person. And then I'm like, um, I got a Bible, a very cool Bible for Christmas. Uh-huh. So that definitely sets well,
1: you. Well, when you get a Bible for Christmas, that makes you a pretty good Christian. Is it? I think so. Okay, great. I think that elevates you.
0: Um, but my decision was like, well, I, I'm, I have this little, the Oswald Chambers, like mm-hmm. my atmosphere is highest. I really like that. Very difficult English, but... Yes. But, um, so I was, you know, going to do that every morning before I work out, at least, can't work out. And I did pretty good with my uh-huh. new Bible and my little thing. And and we wake up. We have woken up every morning at six forty-five for the Jesus culture prayer. For the Jesus culture prayer. So in that respect I'm successful. But yes. by morning four, I don't know what happened, but I found myself <laughs> in the garage working out and realized oh my gosh, I didn't even think about my Bible. You have another week.
1: You can still redeem it. Yeah, sizes so on the I have I have failed a couple times. I just am shocked at there's healthy ways like to, to deal with stress, and I just didn't realize how much my games—and it's two games. I match shapes, people, and then I play solitaire. It's not like this grand game that's super fun. I match shapes. I mean, come on. But yeah. th- it settles down my stress. It's well, made me go, okay, Lord, I need to come to you more and— it's amazing. I mean, I feel kind of dumb to admit it, how much of my games were a sacrifice. Yeah. I haven't lost weight, though. <laughs> the Lord is punishing you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This I do not rough, think the Lord does that. This is a
0: rough podcast for me. <laughs> hey. Really rough. Starting tomorrow. What? What?
1: you're going to read your Bible before you work I, out. I did it this morning. Oh though. my gosh, good job. See?
0: Yeah, but I didn't read the the little piece. Um,
1: the I can't English. read that most for your highest. I, I don't even know what they're saying. Uh, <laughs> I read it so, and I couldn't tell you what I learned. My, like it just goes through. The way
0: I do it is like, okay, there's the verse. And then I'm like, okay, so I'll just read the whole chapter around uh-huh. that verse. And then I go back to the little piece and I'm like, wow, like that's fascinating that, that that he took that verse and he got that from that. But he's incredible, but it is pretty... I basically on January 1 already realized, man, you know, talk about, I just probably just got to get saved again. Because I when be- he was talking about the way living a life of surrender, I'm like, oh... Oh, boy. Like, so it's intense. It's intense. So I I, just went back to the Psalms this morning where it's just like,
1: woe and great is God. Yes. I feel like the Lord knows how he made me, and Oswald Chambers goes a little too deep for me. And it just is. It is what it is. There's other things that that meet me where I'm at.
0: Well, I actually looked (laughs) up, and I think there is a version that's better English, and I was like, no, come on, man, if you want to be real about it. You can't read the easy version. So I'm stuck with the difficult version and having a pretty difficult time. Yeah, way
1: to stick with that. Way to (laughs) stick with that. I do not feel convicted to stick with that. I will just continue to pray for the days to end so I can match my shapes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, well, thank you for joining us on our confessional. This was a confessional. Yes. Thank Um, you. But Jesus loves us deeply, just as we are. He does. But we're growing. And I'm thankful for electricity. Oh, me too. I am
0: really really thankful and I'm thankful when she would
1: text me about I would like literally look in my room. I'd look at my light, I'd look at the TV yeah. on and I was like, I'm so happy I'm here. Yeah.
0: I um my husband caved the second yes. night and got a generator. I have held off for years saying absolutely not. Second night we got a generator. You know what it generated? The washer. Mm-hmm. the dishwasher mm-hmm. and the TV and life was
1: awesome yes. sauce yes.
0: then by the third night I had a child who imploded like I cannot do it anymore <laughs> ah. so um, we got a hotel finally made it to the hotel I kid you not, I lean back on the bed in the hotel, okay we are there for an hour Renée texts me and says guess what just happened <laughs> the power went on Said kid literally threw her clothes in the bag. Five in five minutes, she was back home. And me and Emma, we like, <laughs> I am sorry, we paid, we paid for this hotel. So, I would have been home. Slept. No, we <laughs> slept in the hotel, we watched TV on a battle TV, and all the things. She made me watch a Jane Austen movie, which I would yes. never watch by myself. And. We went back home the next morning and I felt the same way about like when I broke my foot last year and I would drive and I watch people walk normally and I'm like, do you even know what you have? Do you know that you've got two good legs and feet? You're just walking like you don't even care. They don't even know. Exactly. That's how I felt about electricity. Driving out of our neighborhood and all the lights are on. I'm like, do you, do you even know? <laughs>
1: Anyway. Anyway, woe was us. Woe <laughs> was us. But we made it through. We love California. We love where we live. <laughs> Life is awesome. Well, I hope you enjoyed chatting with us and we love getting your DMs, so message away if you want to. It's always fun to read and have really conversations is. with you guys. Um and we will see you next month.
0: Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you like the show, be sure to leave us a review. Connect with us on Instagram at AuthenticU.AY. We would love to hear from you.